Welcome to Fishheads in Red Gravy, the podcast where we explore all things occult, metaphysical, culturally relevant, and indigenously spiritual. This is the podcast where I like to delve deep into esotericism, um, metaphysics, all things, you know, what we would consider on the outskirts of traditional spirituality. And so, in the past, I've been talking a lot about the tarot and I've been giving a lot of tarot spreads and a lot of advice based upon the tarot. And one of the things that I wanted to jump into um, this round, this go round, which is talking about Eshu, Elegba, right? In the Yoruba path that I'm, because I am also an Iyanifa. Um, I am dedicated, devoted to Oya, who is my primary Orisha. I'm also initiated to, at that time of initiation to Oya, I was also initiated to Shongo and Ochosi. And so a lot of my um, fiery ideas comes from my Shongo energy. A lot of my uh, root work comes from my Ochosi energy. And naturally my Oya energy is about transformation and change and working with past life experiences. But today I want to talk about Eshu Elegba, um, the crossroads, the guardian, the owner of this vital force, right? This cho- that offers us these so many choices and a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful research resource. I'm sorry for this information comes from Black Gods Orisha Studies in the New World by John Mason. Wonderful, wonderful book. If you find it on Amazon or eBay, definitely get it right. And so. One of the things that he talks about in the section where we inter, where we get intermingled into the life of Elegba, we understand that he is Orisha who sits at the threshold of every decision and offers the options that help to decide our future. For example, he says, if we were to go to a triplex movie theater, he would have a choice of three movies to see. Elegba represents the three choices. He is that part of God that represents choices and fateful decisions. And when you think about the Yoruba pantheon, nothing, no choice is done or made without Elegba or Eshu's decision, right? Is Eshu's um, input in our decision. We make the decision. And Eshu decides what the consequences are going to be based upon that decision. They're laid out for us, right? Um, And so I always think about, my son was talking about a story recently that he was reading in one of his uh, books on Yoruba culture and Yoruba history. And it's it's a children's book, but it has stories from all across Africa. But one of the particular stories in the book was about friendship, right? two friends. And it's a story that is commonly associated with the energy of Eshu. Um, The two friends have been friends for a long time. They've been best buds forever and ever and ever. And then Elegba comes and says, well, I bet I can make you, um, you know, go to war with each other, not be friends anymore. You know, just be ready to tear each and gouge each other's eyes out. Right. And so they're saying, of course not. We've been friends for years and years and years. We grew up together. Our families knew each other. There's no way that could happen. He's my best friend. We're best friends. It's not going to happen. And so a hat 
is worn by a leg by on the next day. And on one side of the hat, it's red. And on the other side of the hat, it's black, right? And so he walks down this path where one of the friends live. And so he's talking to the friend. And as he's talking to the friend, he's telling him about his new hat. And the friend is busy working, you know, in his garden. And um, he know he looks up and he says, yeah, it is a fine hat. But, you know, so he moseys on and the friend continues to do his work. So then he moves on to the next friend's garden. And this friend is working and he's on the opposite side. So he's the first friend saw the red side. So the next second friend that he goes to, he sees the black side and he's showing off his hat. And he says the same thing, you know, pretty much it's a, it is a fine hat. And at this point in time, Lake by decides to leave. And then he comes back on the next day, not wearing a hat. And he talks to, he meets up both of the friends, you know, they're meeting up at a, you know, a meeting place, um, eating, you know, eating and drinking. And he says, yeah, guys, remember the hat I had on yesterday, you know, and he's talking about the hat. And so then it, you know, one of the friends says, yeah, you know, that, that was a really fine red hat. And then the other one says, that was a really fine black hat. Are you, are you serious yesterday? You know, and he's, they're like, he had on a red hat. No, yesterday he had on a black hat. And so they're at it, at it. And like if I sitting there and he's, you know, continuing to eat and drink, you know, as they're, they're fighting and fussing and they're flipping tables and things like that. And so almost to the point where they're about to go to blows, he pulls out the hat and he shows them the hat. And then they see that the hat is divided into split down the middle. One side is red, one side is black. And he says, see, and so it was about, and so my son says, so they both were right, because that was the whole thing. How can they both be right? And I say, well, they can both be right and not both be right at all, and neither be right at all, right? And so both are right in terms of the color that they saw, but they're not totally 100% right, because the hat isn't 100% either color. And so these decisions, so we can decide to figure out how to get to the bottom of this, or we can decide to go to blows. And so when we think about the energy of Eshu, we think about all the choices that we have to make throughout our day, right? And not, because I don't want to just jump into life. I want to talk about the choices we make throughout our day as adults, as well as our, with our children, right? Making choices. And one of the things that my husband and I were talking about this morning was choosing whether or not, because we've always decided as it gets close to the end of school, choosing whether or not to have our kids go the full gamut of that of that last week. Because there's a lot of um, pranks being played. And especially now when you're dealing with a lot of um, uncertainty with white supremacy and different things like that. So you get a lot of, of, of children in these schools, right? Especially if your child is at a school that is mixed, even if they're not at a school that is mixed with black and white individuals because you have people you know these white supremacists who are driving right from towns from states across state lines to have these um these major um events where they're killing all of these people right so even that's not a, a given if your child goes to a predominantly black school or predominantly school of people of color. That's not even a given that you won't have somebody drive across state lines to, to you know, try and uh, harm you. OK, so 
thinking about making a choice whether or not to let our son go the full week of the last week is something that really, really is settling in our spirit right now. We're thinking about that and pretty much have come to the decision that he will not go that that last week. Now, which day we will end it, we don't, we're, we're still up in arms about that. But a lot of it, not even a lot of it, I'm going to rephrase that. All of it is because of the situation that happens with the pranking, but even more so now with, um, you know, this this whole urge urgency to right the wrongs of America through killing people of color, or you know what I'm saying, or to or, you know, in the eyes of white supremacists, to cleanse America by you know ridding it of people of color. So that is a big big issue um, that is that that we're thinking about. And so when you when I think about choices and when we think about issue um, and sitting, going to sit with my issue, you know, before I leave for work or even when I come home and my son even going to the Orisha daily. Right. Um, you know, it, it gives you a chance to really think about how you process decisions, how you do what you do and what comes from that. You know, what can be the 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 advantage of not having a child go the full week. Well, one of the advantages definitely is that they don't get caught up in all of that type of situation, a pranking type situation where they could be physically harmed, hurt, you know, emotionally harmed or hurt, you know, things like that. Um, you know, one of the disadvantages is the system will say, well, you know, you have a child who's truant. You know, or you may have to pay a fine for your child being truant. So those are the things that you weigh. What is it? What's worth it? Right? What is it? What is it costing you? So those are things that I'm that I'm using when I think about utilizing the energy in real world situations. Because a lot of times when we have divinations, um, people don't give us how we can put that or put what we've learned in real world terms. And I'm one who loves to see it in real world terms. If we're going to talk about the energy of issue, then let's talk about it, giving an example that is seriously real world, right? And so that's what I, you know, that's what I hope to do. And that's why I gave you one that is really pressing on my heart at this time. Um, John Mason will go on to talk about uh, a leg by was present at the creation of the universe and safeguards the principles of free will, providing within a limited scope a chance for a person to decide his own destiny. So we all do have that free will. Elegba does not make choices for you. Elegba is not Satan. He is not the devil. He is not out to see you fail. That is not how Elegba's energy works. You make the choice. You decide. You do have the free will to say, I'm going to do a certain thing or I'm not going to do a certain thing. And whatever comes with that, it isn't because Satan did that to you or anybody else was watching and wanted you to fail. You made that decision. And with each decision comes a bag, like I like to say, a bag of consequences, right? And you can choose not to open that bag, but that bag is going to open up on its own anyway. You know, whatever those consequences are. And Lake is the guardian of the crossroads, the threshold of houses the marketplace, and the curb of roads. These are symbols of his role in nature and society because each of these locations speaks of decisions giving birth to the unknown. When we leave our home, we're crossing a threshold. We're making a decision to go out into the world. Now, whatever we do once we're out there in the world, we did, we, at, we started with crossing that threshold. 
Same thing with returning back into our home. What energy are we bringing back into our home? What energy are we leaving our home with? We may wake up with all kinds of good intentions, right? And we leave the home and we're thinking, okay, I got it. This is what's going to happen. And then when we return, we've been so beaten down by, you know, tyrannical bosses or colleagues who are full of bullshit, you know, and we bring that energy back home and we take it out on our loved ones, you know, and we don't have any self-care for ourselves when we get back. We need to establish that when we go out into the world, we're not going to always meet, you know, happy faces are people who are not traumatized or not trying to unload their trauma on us. Usually when we go out into the world, we meet all different types of people, but it's about when we come back in, what type of self-care do we allow ourselves to invest in? All right. And so that is why we say that the crossroads, you know, leaving our homes, the curbs, you know, even the crossroads or the thresholds of our offices or our classrooms or our businesses, our restaurants, wherever we go, right? There's always, we always have these opportunities to be met with all types of energy. So how do we protect ourselves? How do we ward off that energy that we don't want to come around us? And one of the things that I do is sometimes I have a little black satchel and I may put some um, peppercorns in there and then I may put some cloves in there, mix both of those together. Maybe I'll put a little Hoyt's cologne for luck to give me some positive luck. Sometimes I'll add a little Hoyt's cologne and then I will add some Florida water as well. Tie it to my bra strap or put it inside of my bra, however I wanna wear it, but I'm concealing it. And that, that helps to keep a lot of that dirt and that energy away from me, away from my physical presence. So by the time I get back home, I can take me a nice salt bath right? Sea salt, pink Himalayan sea salt bath. And then I'm ready to, you know, just sort of regroup under my bed. I may put some Kanaka water, you know, um, in a little bowl of water. I may put some lavender in a little bowl of water and help keep a lot of that stuff, that gook, that psychic doo-doo off of me. So those are things that I do to make sure or to ensure that my threshold, the, the places where I go, don't travel with me and stick to me and to cause me to have, you know, an unruly evening, right? So Elaybi offers possibility, which lures man's emotions and goads him into making mistakes, which complicate life, making it interesting. So sometimes the choices that we're given, right? When, when these choices are presented, they may look really great, right? They may look like really, really great opportunities. But it's up to us to dig deeper, to really, really research whether or not these opportunities are going to be for our better betterment. Or, you know, are they just, you know, something that's fool's gold? It looks like glitters, but it's not gold, right? Elegba is the keeper of Ashe, life force, which is the essence of God. This means that Elegba is entrusted by Olofen to guard the very essence of existence that is shared by all things. Ashe is ability. It is aptitude and a particular skill. It is power. Elegbi is responsible for overseeing its use and allotment by offering choices. He has an indirect hand in the distribution of power. Who gets what skill and how much is left entirely in the hands of the chooser. The Yoruba believe that a person picks his own head. And I love that. Oh my goodness, I love that. Yoruba believe that you decide 
you know, what it is that you're going to do. Your road, your road, right? And some of us choose a rocky road because we know that from past life experiences, we have a lot of shit that we need to learn, right? You get to choose that. Now, as you travel along that road that you've chosen for yourself, you have to make choices. That road isn't going to be a clear cut straight to the finish line. You have to make choices. But there is a finish line of success for us. But the choices that we make will dictate how and if we get there in this lifetime or two, three, four, five, six other lifetimes, you know, to come, you know, so that's not a given. We choose what we so want to be our end game, right? Our trophy. But how we get to that trophy is totally up to the decisions that we make. And that is what I love about Elegba. And the Elegba energy is going to be a part one and part two. This is our part one of the Elegba energy that I'm talking about. But I really, 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 really love that. The fact that we decide how we get there. You know what I'm saying? We've chosen before birth, before we've gone through our mothers, right? And that whole system of ancestral return, we've chosen the life we want. But now we need to have that roadmap to get to where we are supposed to be, our finish. Make good choices. Make sane choices. And sometimes the choices that you make after you have investigated them and vetted them and weighed them out, you may find that they're not the choice that you need to make. It's okay. You can reset. Lakeby has no problems with reset. But you have to learn from the decisions that you make. There's something that you need to take away from that. Even if the, even if the whole outcome was a terrible one, there's a lesson to be learned. And until you have come to reason with that lesson, journal it out, write that motherfucker out. Until you've come to reason with it, Elegbi will say, okay, you know what? I'm going to have to toss another, you know, bag of consequences with that little lesson still stuck in there somewhere, you know, but it's still up to you to make that decision. What I found is journaling out the lesson that you learned and keep it moving. And it's okay to reread over that shit because sometimes you have to just to make sure you're not having deja vu in your decision making. Okay. I love you much. Talk to you soon. Ashe.